same China, different stories. Rio's the one that found their way in a new life. Adopted babies. Adopted babies from China. to ABC Adopted Babies from China. I am here with Ivy, who is a Chinese adoptee. Hey, Ivy. Hi. Would you like to share more about your adoption, what you know about it? Uh, I was adopted from uh, Yiwu Orphanage uh, in 1996 through the Children's Homes of Minnesota, and I was brought to Virginia by American middle class um military retired parents with a son that's already was 11 years old at three and a half from uh china you have an older brother yeah he's um right now he's around he was born in 1985 so i would say he's around 35 years old Mm. i forgot um i can't do the math in my head no no that's okay i also have two older brothers who my parents had he um he's been doing sushi business working at a Japanese restaurant. He's he went up in like Venice Beach um learning how to do sushi and learning like the techniques behind mm-hmm. like Japanese uh cooking. Do you like um, sushi yourself? Not really. Mm-hmm. I only really like Chinese, but mm-hmm. yeah, so my brother has been doing sushi for a long time and he doesn't do it anymore now. Now right now he's doing construction work and he, um, he also is a really good artist. Cool. Are you an artist too? No, I can't even draw a stick. What do you, what do you like to do? I like to study Mandarin. Um, that's my major. I like to go to college and I like to travel to China and connect with other Chinese adoptees. I like, um, I like learning about the culture in China and everything. Oh, wow. How long have you been studying Mandarin? Uh, ever since 2018. Ever since 2018. Okay, so you yeah. probably know a fair amount of Mandarin. Mm-hmm. So you adopted at three and a half, and you grew up in Virginia, and then, but you're not uh, in California. My parents are military retired, so I was in Virginia for maybe six months, and then we flew to Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, because my parents are, um, my mother's uh, parents were getting older, and my mom wanted to be there to, um, to take care of them and their old age Mm -hmm. they died but I was there for about six or seven years then we moved to San Diego because my dad got a job in uh human resources so we moved from from uh Virginia to Alabama Alabama to San Diego California I see and you're in California now yeah uh Escondido that's when my parents um took me to doctors and psychiatrists and had me diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome Oh, okay. So how old were you when you were diagnosed with Asperger's? Around 10 years old. Around 10 years old? Yeah, I had um, like obsessive thoughts, part of my uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm, yeah. And have, have you also been very much in tune with your adoption too, since you were really young? Yeah, I didn't really care for as much. I didn't start until I was a teenager and I realized there's other Asian kids that had their birth parents. I didn't know why I was like abandoned. And I knew it was the one child policy, but it hurt me because I thought that they threw me away because maybe um, like a mouth dysfunction in my brain or maybe mm. maybe they found something wrong with me physically and they just thought, well, let's, let's just throw her away. She's not worth anything. Yeah, that's that's really sad, but I feel that's 
really hard to like think about too when you're really young and then you get older and I'm, do you still feel that way do you still think of that or um well I, I I think that some days I know that it was the one child policy and me being born a girl and they didn't know I had something wrong with me but then other days I wonder why couldn't they have fought and you know immigrated to America or sent me to study abroad in, in America instead of you know throwing me away mm. so I guess for me it's you know since you've been studying Mandarin, have you been back to China like before you started studying or did you? Uh, I wanted to go back to China in 2020, but because of COVID, I wasn't able to like many people and my parents wanted to take me back to China, but they, at the time I wasn't really interested. So they just took me to Chinatown when I was like around 13. Mm-hmm. But I guess I wish my parents had taken me back to China several times. So right now I'm working and trying to save money so I can't go to China when COVID's over and uh, studying Chinese and going to college and all that yeah that's pretty fun that you study Chinese I've, I think we were talking right before but I, I also study Chinese it's it's, it's hard uh, I think but I love Chinese so I love studying China and everything about where I come from so I watch China uh, Central TV on my oh, TV yeah. so do you watch any uh, like movies and films too that are yeah I wa- I've seen like the Joy Luck Club, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, and the one about the uh the I don't remember what it's called the Farewell. Oh, the Farewell, yeah, yeah. Do you? So I watch a lot of movies on China because yeah. that's like my obsession. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Over the Moon? Uh, no, I haven't. Maybe I have seen it, or you know. But I'm very much involved with the Chinese adoption community and families with children from China, and and the and I'm very heavily involved with the birth parent search uh, community on Facebook. Oh, so I okay. share my search story everywhere, and and I pray and hope that there is a miracle in finding them. So I have WeChat because I know that on Facebook they don't have it in China because of censorship and lack of human rights and lack of freedom. Right. Yeah, it's good you have WeChat. I think that I've seen that's the main way people communicate. Do you have any connections in China that you're able to speak with and help you with your search? Um, I know about like Jamie Gia and his one group. And I had my video article um, shared all over the news in Yiwu, um, where I'm from. It's an international trade city. Um, My birth parents are most likely um, migrant workers. Mm. And also I've contacted Brian Stai and Longlin Stai. And I've had my DNA uploaded to WeGene and Zuan DNA and 23MoFang. Okay. So I've done yeah. a lot of search, a lot, and I just haven't been able to find anything. It sounds like you've but, set up the foundation, though. Yeah, I'm really praying for a miracle. Yeah, and then when you get to go back, I'm sure you'll be able to do a lot more when you're there, too. Uh, I don't think there's any more uh, else I can do. I've also watched um, One Child Nation. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really um, heartbreaking. I thought it was also uh, very disturbing that in China they would um, want to kill their girls just because they're um, less valuable or quote, quote, whatever, less valuable than boys. Yeah, that's a pretty awful, it was pretty awful to watch, I'm sure, for many for many people. And I thought it was disturbing, but at least it educated me and I know the truth of, you know, how the Chinese government works and the laws and the system in China. Mm-hmm. It's better and, to know the, the ugly truth than to have some, you know, beautiful fake lie, you know? I'd rather have the ugly truth. Yes. 
Well, because if you know the truth, you're able to move on and move forward versus yeah. finding out the truth later on in life and it be more devastating. Yeah. Um, so in addition to studying Chinese, do you like to do any other things while you're mm. waiting to, because I know you said you're working to save money. I don't really do a lot. I just take college classes and um, either online or in person. And I just, and I work, so I'm, you know, really busy. Yeah, you do stay pretty busy. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk. I think it'll be really great for people to hear your story and some people uh, really connect. Mm -hmm. And, and my uh, my story is also on Our China Stories. So our if China you click stories. on it and you click Ivy Maldonado. You our China Stories and you click on your name, which is Ivy Mel, Mel how do you say your last name? Maldonado, it's a, it's a Puerto Rican last name. Uh, my father is Puerto Rican. Oh, okay. Yes, because I think on Our China Stories, there is an interview that you did on there as well, right? A recording? Yeah, my Chinese uh, tattoo is is like the picture that they have, the main picture, and it has, shows me and my parents. But it doesn't show my brother because my brother was, wasn't around at that time. Mm -hmm. He was probably busy um, with friends or whatever. Because um, he's much older. <laughs> I think sometimes yeah. having a brother or sibling who's much older can be, you're not as close or... They, they do their own thing yeah I just remember growing up and he'd always be surfing in San Diego with his best friend mm -hmm. when you go back to China are you going to go to I imagine you're going to go back to where you adopted from or do you want to go to yeah else? I want to go to Yu orphanage but I also want to go to the Great Wall of China and I want to go see the Temple of Heaven and I want to see all the big the big yeah. famous landmarks in China so yeah that that would be a really good trip take take like a month or something if you can I don't think I could take a month off from work no <laughs> financially I don't think I would I think my job would just fire me after a month mm -hmm. they'd be like well she's not coming to work so oh that's right you said you work for uh, Amazon yeah and I don't want to lose my position there I've been there for like three years and mm -hmm. you know I want to have a good reputation as a hard worker and everything yes yeah, so and I'm also in college so I want to take summer classes oh wow has, so I think has, like two weeks in China would be good enough two weeks in China yeah you could definitely hit a lot and then going back to the orphanage will be pretty yeah. big experience too yeah do you live alone do you have to live alone or do you have, live with family right now I live with my parents and my brother well my brother um jumps back and forth from a hotel or to his girlfriend's house or you know, and he wants to get married to her, which I'm happy. But um, right now I'm leaving my parents uh, be, until I'm able to go into like a studio apartment and live alone by myself because I don't want to go live with a roommate because the last time I lived with a roommate, uh, it didn't go f so well. The last few roommates either cheated on me, lied to me, um, got drunk or would yell at me every day about something. It was a long story, but it just is, it isn't a good situation for me to live uh, with a roommate um mm -hmm. I want to live with live on my own by myself and either get section eight or low-income housing mm -hmm. it's just it's not a good idea and also you know I want to be at peace you know I want to live in peace I, I, I don't want to wake up and have somebody have to worry about somebody being unhappy or somebody complaining that I didn't do something right or worry about the other person and pay their their half of the rent I mean it's it's a headache mm-hmm yeah, I mean, you really want to focus on your growth and your own independence. Yeah. Having another person, you usually are worried about their safety, too. 
No, it's not that. It's just having another person can be a headache, and you know, it's just oh, yeah. not. It's not feasible for me. Mm. Yeah, well, that I'd rather be friends with someone than live with somebody. Yes, it's easier, much easier yeah. to be friends than living with somebody. Yeah, sometimes living with people that can ruin your friendship too. Yeah, it's really hard. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Oh, is that CCTV? Yeah. Are you able to speak a lot of Mandarin too? Or um, I can speak a little bit, like phrases, but I'm gonna. It's gonna be a long time for me to learn Mandarin, but I'm gonna continue because that's the. That's probably the. That's probably like the right thing to do and honoring my birth parents in China. They probably spoke Mandarin or maybe they spoke a different dialect. Yeah. Possibly, possibly. Do you find you're able to understand a lot of what's going on though in the, on CCTV? Yeah, I can pick out like words or phrases, mm-hmm. but I'm going to continue studying Mandarin. Good, yeah. If I had learned from like a young age, I think that like, I think I would be able to, you know, connect better or I studied abroad in China, but I, I, I guess at the time I didn't care. I think and I deeply regret it. You deeply regret not caring when you were younger? Yeah. I just didn't care about anything. All I really cared about was playing and having friends. And, mm. and as a teenager, I just wanted to fit in and have friends. But, you know. Oh, you speak the truth of many people. I feel many people will probably. I have a lot of regrets. And I wish I didn't r- open my mouth and run run it and say things because <laughs> well, if like- i didn't i feel like things would have you know been pieced together mm. yeah i just wish i had spoken the truth when i was little or i had somebody who was a voice of truth for me mm-hmm. but i didn't so i mean i had my parents but i didn't have any mentor or teacher or anybody that cared about me mm. and you didn't start connecting with other chinese adoptees until you were older right yeah, I didn't. And I found one girl that was adopted from you who actually found her birth parents. Oh. But I haven't like officially met her, but I met her virtually like on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But now that I've gotten older, I have more mentors. But when I was a kid or a teenager, I didn't have any mentors. It's like you're alone. You were alone. I had one friend that had Asperger's, but she was pretty immature. But it is what it is. Friendships change too as we grow older. Yeah, things just change. Like people just realize how people don't care about you, or or you realize that they're only in it if you if you if you have something for them. Then then that then that's the only reason they'll be around you. But if you don't, if they don't benefit from you, they they're just not gonna care. They're just gonna be like whatever. Yeah, that's a pretty tough thing to deal with. Put a break in. also use facebook for the other chinese adoption groups too yeah there's a lot of us on there they share i'm sure they share the same feeling hopefully uh i i guess some people share it but they share it differently mm-hmm. some people don't care to find birth parents or go back to china or learn chinese some people do but honestly it doesn't matter to me i'm going to do what i want to do and forget everyone else mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure. gonna do me and you do you because it's your story too you said you put your dna and everything yeah 23 and me yeah how long ago did you start doing that uh 
back in like 2020 oh wow so it's kind of new newer yeah i put my dna in like a lot of dna uh, banks and joined a lot of broker and search groups contacted brian's die and longland's die and they made a search poster for me oh wow for free of charge so yeah i've done a lot and i'm really praying for a miracle mm-hmm. i have a lot of people friends and family praying that i find them because it's really important for me but i know in reality it's like a needle in a haystack so <laughs> i don't think that'll ever happen i have a friend of mine who says i think having hope is really ultimately will keep you you know having hope is important yeah keeping an open mind yeah, the closest I found was a fifth cousin in Arizona, or a fourth cousin, and uh, I, I guess her father's from Beijing, or her mother is from another part of China, and he, she has a Puerto Rican boyfriend, or yeah, I'm not really, like, I don't remember right, but she also, I think, I don't know if she's adopted or she knows her birth parents, but I found her on 23andMe, and she reached out, and Mm. I never heard from her again, so I wonder if she could ever help me, even though she's only like a fourth cousin. Yeah, I mean, you're you're starting to grow your network. It's going to get bigger, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> I'm listening to the TV, too. I was like, I think I understand some. Um, I was also on the Yiwu News uh, in Yiwu. Okay, did you speak there, too, or was it just... Um, I just was like, well, I wasn't there in person, but I just sent a video um, of myself, but... Then again, you was an international, it's a migrant working place. So a lot of people come and go for business in China and they come for work. Mm. They don't like, it's not a village. It's just, it's a international trade city. That might make it a little bit harder, right? Yeah. People passing through, a lot more people pass through, I guess. Yeah. Do you know any other details about your adoption that has been told to you? Well, hopefully. Uh, they said I was left at this the government building of Neon Town, but I don't think it's true because a lot of the fighting information is basically fabricated, especially if you're born in the 1990s. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, so I don't really take the information too seriously, and I'm glad I don't have like some finding note because I probably know that it wouldn't be real. Mm. They probably uh, the orphanage probably uh, fabricated that too just to make the the girl feel better. I mean, I won't believe it until DNA happens. Right. Yeah. But then again, they have fabricated DNA. I feel like that takes so much more work to fabricate DNA, though. Yeah, but I'm going to do whatever I can to find them. Yeah, it's emotionally exhausting, or you know, uh, taxing, but I still want to do it. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be worth it years later. I'm going to look back. I'm glad I worked hard and, and pushed hard to find birth parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when it happens, it'll be easier. Yeah. Uh, it won't be easier necessarily. But I guess it'll feel more satisfying when it happens yeah it will do you think you'll stay in california for a while honestly it's really up to my parents if my parents are gonna move to another state with um which they are at the that the age of retirement then i guess i'll get up and move with them but if if they aren't then they're not i mean i don't i want to be close to my parents you know Mm-hmm. I don't want to really live far from my parents. Yeah, yeah, because um, you're close to your parents. Yeah, and I've been in California since 2003, so been a long time. So yeah. California has good services, I guess, for people mm-hmm. with disabilities. And even though it's very, uh, California has the highest taxes. I think I also think that it'd be good for me to stay here because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of benefits. I don't know if, if other states would offer like you know. Section 8 or low-income housing or Obama phones mm-hmm. or financial aid, so. That's amazing, though, that you've gotten your posters and you've you've been on news in local area. 
Well, a lot of Chinese adoptees have. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't realize that they can be put on the news without actually speaking, like uh, being interviewed. Oh yeah, it's amazing what social media DNA can do. Yeah, I just need prayer for a miracle. That's the only thing, so I can find them. Mm. Yeah, the process just started and it's gonna continue. Yeah. With other adoptees you've connected with, have, have you talked to many who found birth parents or just? Mixed? I've talked to many who found birth parents. They're very happy. They say they're very lucky and that don't mm-hmm. get your hopes up because finding them isn't probably gonna happen for you. Which I know, at least they're being honest with me about it. Yeah, I've heard that too. I, I think I've heard from some adoptees finding birth parents that the relationship is not as close as they had hoped it would be. I've heard that too. Yeah, well, that's to be expected because culturally, if you're divided by culture, language, distance, uh, oceans apart, um, of course you're not going to be as close, but... Mm-hmm. but I, I really believe that blood is bigger than water so mm-hmm. I mean there'll be challenges if I ever find my birth parents you know um relating to them connecting with them but I'll still be happy it sounds very important to you and that's good you're very focused and committed. yeah I'm focused in a lot of things I work in I'm also a hard worker mm-hmm. a lot of people are flaky and I'm very um dedicated and I'm very brave and courageous do you think there's anything else you would want to hear from other adoptees yeah, I would like to know what other avenues other Chinese adoptees have done and researched uh, in order to find birth parents, whether DNA tests they take and um, what other uh, methods they've used and and how they've gone about it and what it was like for them to go back to China and meet their birth parents, the ones that have found them. And I would like to know how they've learned Chinese. Well, for some Chinese adoptees, because sometimes they'll listen to the podcast and they'll reach out to you. I use Facebook. They can um, reach out to me on Facebook anytime they want. I don't think there's any other Chinese adoptees named Ivy. Mm, I don't think I know many named Ivy. Ivy was the name given to you by your parents, right? Yeah, my brother um, came up with that name and um, yeah, I got stuck with it, so. And then everybody be laughing at me, calling me Poison Ivy. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I thought Ivy's just, it is a unique name. It's a pretty name. The best way to find you is on Facebook, but you're, you did an interview on Ours, Our Stories. Our China Stories. Our China Stories. By Jenna Heath. But that was years ago. That was before I had a job or went to college or, you know. Wow. Do you feel like you've changed quite a bit since then? Um, I don't know. I guess yes and no. Yes and no. Yes, because I'm strong on finding my birth parents, but no, because... Yeah, I think you mentioned something about finding your birth parents in that interview, too. So it's definitely... Yeah, but I knew that, I knew back then, and I still know now that it wasn't going to be, um, that it was going to be extremely challenging. Putting all your information in the DNA databases does take a lot of energy. And I've done that. I want to go back to China and put my DNA in the government base, too. Mm. I'll have to check in with you and see how your how your search is going. Yeah, there's several Chinese adoptees that have been interviewed by Jenna Heath on our China stories. I just got lucky being able to get interviewed. I guess I don't remember if she reached out to me or if I reached out to her. Mm. Okay. I hadn't heard of that resource before. So it's really our China stories. Yeah. Place to be interviewed. I guess. Yeah. Very Brian Stein and them, they're all they were all interviewed too by our China stories. Oh yeah, Brian Tsai. He's and their he, daughters. What, what's the what's the name of the group he runs? Um, Research China. Research China, and a subset of that is the DNA Connect. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I already got my DNA on Jed Match. 
Oh, okay. Does that show you relationships to other people that you Yeah, but I don't think there is anything on Deadmatch, so I don't really go on it. Well, that's really cool. Thanks for talking with me. It's really interesting to learn more about your adoption. And... Where are you going to uh, post it on? This is going to be on Apple and Google and Spotify, if you do listen to any of those. No, not really. But um, what, what is it? What is the name of your podcast? It's called Adopted Babies from China. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to be. Jo- I used to join in with families of China from China when I was a kid. But I don't. I didn't really have a choice. My parents kind of made me, but mm-hmm. uh, back then. But I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. So you had early exposure with FCC, right? I guess. Yeah, I had yeah. two or three other girls that um that were my friends that were adopted from China, but they're adults now, and I haven't really been able to connect with them. They never really re- talked to me. Mm-hmm. They always ignore me when I try to reach out. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Oh. And it's been years since I talked to them. I was, what, five years old? Or I was probably 10 years old last time I saw them mm-hmm. when I left Alabama and went to California. Oh, you were part of FCC in Alabama? Yeah, Huntsville, Alabama. And I went to Madison Bible Church. Yeah, so it's definitely been some time since you've seen those people. Yeah. But so what be- kind of work do you do? I'm a, I work in an advertising firm and I do photography. Can you um, advertise my search story? I'll share the link to your, to the Our China stories when I release the episode. But can you share it like on like WeChat or Weibo or? I don't have that kind of reach on there personally. I have WeChat, but I don't know a lot of like Chinese contacts. Yeah, it's easiest for, because I know in China, most of the contacts are sharing to the social media that's in China. And since I'm also in in America, I don't have that reach. Um, But I'll definitely share the link to your story. And then people might reach out to you and give you more insight. Uh, I hope they can. Yeah. There's definitely a, a couple people I've talked to who've been searching for a while, for a little bit or started recently. Mm-hmm. So there's there's people out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but thank you again for talking. I, I think you were asking earlier about why I do this. It's really because there was not a lot of resources for Chinese adoptees like us to listen to or... Well, on top of um, that and on top of that, um, I... Um, on top of not having resources, I, I find it sad that there's racism here in 2021. Uh, yes. I don't know if you hear about the shooting about six Asian women. I think it's really disturbing that they're still hating people that are of Asian race and they don't even know these people and, and they think that they eat dogs. And and, and uh, on top of that, having the coronavirus uh, coming around, they blame the Asians for the coronavirus when in fact it the truth is it was an infected bats in Wuhan, but it has nothing to do with being Asian. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like, are they like ignorant or what's the deal? Are they not educated? Like not everybody who's Chinese eats infected bats. And if they do, it's, there's a, probably a really good reason for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have food um, in the wet markets. You know, maybe the government doesn't provide for them because it's communist. I mean, Oh yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of layers there. And then I, I, I think in the U.S. especially with our previous president, he kept calling the coronavirus Chinese. Well, that didn't help either. Exactly. And I think a lot of that just made things worse. I just think yes. it's really the whole thing's really uh screwed up. But it is. It is.
I can't imagine my parents or my brother being racist against Asians. They would have never adopted. They would be like, no, we don't want to adopt a, a Chinese orphan, you know, who, you know, or they'd be like, oh, why do we want to go to China? They eat dogs or, you know, right. <laughs> or they eat cats. Why do we want to go to China? And I think in every culture and country, they all have something, they eat something strange or weird, even us Americans, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it's weird here in America. They're probably like, why do they eat French fries? In other countries, they'd probably be asking, why are those Americans even eating french fries or burgers or whatever? I mean, it's not just here. I mean, here in America, what's normal to us might be weird or unusual to the other people yeah, from foreign countries, though. So. You, you said it earlier, a lot of them. Like, we have no right, like, who, who, like, who are we to judge, you know, another culture or country or... Right. you know who, who are we to judge we don't we have no right we're not god you know and i just feel like it's wrong to criticize another culture or country or look down on somebody because oh they would they supposedly eat a strange you know animal or they supposedly you know talk strange or maybe they walk or they behave or they dress you know differently or mm -hmm or in an unusual way so it's like why would why would we need what what what's it gonna do to judge another person i mean we're just we're all humans we all come from the same human race you know we're all born from adam and eve we don't need to you know be looking at each other funny we should get to know each other and we should you know care about each other it is sad there's a lot of hate there's a lot of hate out there and there's a lot of evil and cruelty and I, that's one thing i don't understand is why people feel the need to be cruel and evil to other people just because there's something maybe you know weird or odd or missing or you know we're not like fit in the the typical uh scheme or you know and at the end of the day we're all human beings god loves all of us so why why i, I don't understand that like human Human beings should be kind to each other, not cruel to each other. That's one thing that bothers me the most. That we are all humans and people treat each other cruel. Yeah, and people can be very judgmental and criticizing. I don't understand why. Mm. I mean, even dogs or pets don't criticize or judge each other. So why should we as humans? That's a good question. Sometimes I feel like we're, we're dirty or we're, we're below than animals or wildlife because even wildlife wouldn't, you know, do that to each other. Mm -hmm. I, I don't understand the human race but i mean i guess i have to take a psychology class there's so many studies and papers out there specifically about that and there's a lot of uh, papers that uh, that adoptees have written related to being a chinese adoptee and yeah how that affects you mentally when you're younger as you get older and trans and if you're like adopted by white parents or yeah you know or if you, you've been through trauma or whatever i i agree that is a reality but i mean I don't know really what to say. I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, I'm not anything professional. So I can't really, I just have to, you know, respect how they feel and mm -hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all the questions I had. I don't, I don't know if you had any more for me, but I wasn't happy to stop recording too. Okay. Thank you for chatting with me. It was really nice to hear more about your perspective, Ivy. You can reach us at adoptedbabiesfromchina at gmail.com if you would like to share your story or also on Adopted Babies from China Pod on Instagram and Facebook.